Hello, I'm Hannah Kaplan, and this is the WCS Wild Audio Podcast, where you'll find reported audio stories covering the latest news and newsmakers from WCS's field sites, zoos and aquarium, and their conservation partners. We've got a great show today, so let's get to it. This November, scientists, policymakers, and advocates from across the globe will gather in Panama for the next meeting of the Convention on International Trade of Endangered Species, or CITES. WCS Executive Director for Shark and Ray Conservation, Luke Orwick, has his eye on a proposal to list the entire family of requiem sharks for protection. WCS Wild Audio recently sat down with him to understand the urgency and strategy behind that goal. Nat Moss has a story. For years, the Asian delicacy shark fin soup has been associated with the largely abandoned practice of shark finning, in which the fins of a shark are removed at sea and the shark's carcass is thrown back into the ocean. But while the practice is largely illegal today across the globe, the trade in fins and other body parts of sharks and rays continues with far too little oversight or regulation. When people say shark finning, that often gets mixed up with the shark fin trade, which isn't necessarily supplied by sharks that were finned. It's sharks that were caught in unregulated but perfectly legal currently fisheries. Uh, the, the fins are removed at shore, the meat is consumed locally, and then often the fins enter this international trade, which has poor regulation, oversight, and is clearly deeply unsustainable in its current format. That's Luke Warwick. He says the annual trade in shark and ray fins today is valued at roughly half a billion dollars and includes around 100 different species. Almost every country with a coastline is exporting shark fins, with an endpoint often in East Asia for consumption and shark fin soup. In response, 40 countries have joined together to try and list the entire family of requiem sharks for protection by CITES. It would be a huge win for this enormous family of sharks and rays that migrate across the ocean and give birth to live young. Requiem sharks include a huge range of species, from the open ocean blue shark, the most caught and traded shark in the world, to coastal species such as the grey reef shark or the Caribbean reef shark, uh, beloved by snorkeling and diving ecotourists. So a huge range of different species caught all over the world. But this would take us from a position where this trade is largely unsustainable, very poorly regulated, to having proper oversight from international bodies and the 180 plus countries that make up CITES to ensure that trade doesn't push these species to that brink of extinction. Luke acknowledges that, well, sharks are not the poster child for our conservation campaign. Yeah, I grew up watching Jaws. It's one of my favorite movies. Sadly, though, the, the advent of the modern summer blockbuster was, uh, was very good for cinema, not so great for the reputation of sharks. The second most threatened vertebrate group on the planet after amphibians, sharks and rays are particularly vulnerable to overfishing. They grow slowly, mature late, and have few young. They can't take the level of fishing pressure we see on smaller, bony fish, which reproduce quickly and provide huge catches. The result is not only declines in shark and ray species, but also impacts to the ecosystems they protect. In the absence of sharks and rays, we see less healthy seagrass ecosystems. Sharks and rays as the top, sometimes apex predators, are playing key regulatory roles in, the, in those systems. And really, at a time of instability from climate threats, from overfishing more generally, we know that removing those species can only have a negative effect on those ecosystems. And we know that because it's something we're already seeing in many ecosystems around the world. Without action, says Luke, we risk doing to these ocean predators exactly what we did to terrestrial predators, like bears and wolves in northern Europe or on the east coast of the United States. These species are effectively gone ecologically, and our ocean predators now face a similar fate. What's effectively being proposed here at the CITES meeting is to say, no, that's not acceptable. What we need to do is if you're trading these vulnerable species, the bare minimum you need is to document which species are being caught where, 
what levels are and justify why that's sustainable, which is effectively what CITES rules will bring. So I, it is, this is long, long overdue. This is, the, this is the sort of thing that should have been in place before people started commercially catching some of the ocean's most vulnerable species. Luke and his colleagues hope that these vulnerable species can get the protection they need when CITES convenes in November. We know the situation these species face and we know that this lack of regulation is a key part of it. So here we have an opportunity uh, in Panama City, Panama, for governments to actually change that uh, and, and to start us on a better pathway that's urgently, urgently needed to save the world's sharks and rays. For WCS Wild Audio, this is Nat Moss.